Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for April 4th, 2021. It's the birthday of poet, author, and activist Maya Angelou. Born on this day in 1928, St. Louis, Missouri. When Angelou was three and her brother four, their parents' calamitous marriage ended, and their father sent them to Stamps, Arkansas, alone by train, to live with their paternal grandmother, Annie Henderson, a shop owner and a shrewd businesswoman. Four years later, the children's father came to Stamps without warning and returned them to their mother's care in St. Louis. At the age of eight, while living with her mother, Angelou was sexually abused and raped by her mother's boyfriend, a man named Freeman. She told her brother, who told the rest of their family. Freeman was found guilty, but was jailed for only one day. Four days after his release, he was murdered, most likely by Angelou's uncles. Angelou became mute for almost five years, believing, as she stated, I thought my voice killed him. I killed that man because I told his name. And then I thought I would never speak again because my voice would kill anyone. It was during this period of silence when Angelou developed her extraordinary memory, her love for books and literature, and her ability to listen and observe the world around her. In her teens and into adulthood, Angelou would work a series of disparate occupations, including fry cook, sex worker, nightclub dancer and performer, cast member of the opera Porgy and Bess, coordinator for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and journalist in Egypt and Ghana during the decolonization of Africa. She was an actor, writer, director, and producer of plays, movies, and public television programs. Gary Young of The Guardian wrote this, to know her life story is to simultaneously wonder what on earth you have been doing with your own life and feel glad that you didn't have to go through half the things she has. In 1969, Angelou published her first major work, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Of her eight autobiographies, it would be her seminal work. Angelou uses her autobiography to explore subjects such as identity, rape, racism, and illiteracy. She also writes in new ways about women's lives in a male-dominated society. Maya, the younger version of Angelou and the book's central character, has been called a symbolic character for every black girl growing up in America. Angelou's description of being raped as an eight-year-old child overwhelms the book, although it is presented briefly in the text. Another metaphor that of a bird struggling to escape its cage, is a central image throughout the work, which consists of a sequence of lessons about resisting racist oppression. Angelou's treatment of racism provides a thematic unity to the book, and literacy and the power of words help young Maya cope with her bewildering world. Books become her refuge as she works through her trauma. In 1973, Angelou moved to San Francisco, and over the next 10 years, had accomplished more than many artists hoped to achieve in a lifetime. Angelou worked as a composer, writing for singer Roberta Flack, 
and composing movie scores. She wrote articles, short stories, TV scripts, documentaries, autobiographies, and poetry. She produced plays and was named visiting professor at several colleges and universities. She was a reluctant actor and was nominated for a Tony Award in 1973 for her role in Look Away. Angelou's achievements are too numerous to list in their entirety. In addition to her prolific literary output, Angelou is fluent in six languages, was the first black female streetcar conductor in San Francisco. She won three Grammy Awards. She was the first female African-American member of the Directors Guild of America, and the list goes on. Maya Angelou died in 2014 at her home in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, after having lived two lifetimes in her 86 years. I endeavored to quote Maya Angelou myself, but found it as fruitless as quoting Martin Luther King Jr., who coincidentally was assassinated on this day in 1968 while standing on his motel balcony in Memphis, Tennessee, on Angelou's 40th birthday. Despite her tragic beginnings, like Martin Luther King, Maya Angelou preached in her own way the triumph of love over hate, kindness above cruelty, and the power of courageous compassion. Here she is. There's an African-American song, 19th century, which um, is so great. It says, When it looked like the sun wasn't going to shine anymore, God put a rainbow in the clouds. Imagine. And I've had so many rainbows in my clouds. I had a lot of clouds. But I have had so many rainbows. And one of the things I do when I step up on a stage, when I stand up to translate, when I go to teach my classes, when I go to direct a movie, I bring everyone who has ever been kind to me with me. Black, white, Asian, Spanish-speaking, Native American, gay, straight, everybody. I say, come with me. I'm going on the stage. Come with me. I need you now. Long dead. You see? So I don't ever feel I have no help. I've had rainbows in my clouds. And the thing to do, it seems to me, is to prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Somebody who may not look like you, may not call God the same name you call God, if they call God at all, you see? And may not eat the same dishes prepared the way you do, may not dance your dances or speak your language, but be a blessing to somebody. That's what I think. Thanks for listening. Be kind. Do good work, and until next time.